three, two, one. This is The Mix Zone by Infront Lab. We chat with sports and innovation leaders from around the globe, talking about everything from the newest technologies to major trends affecting our industry. For those who are joining us for the first time, we're Infront Lab, the innovation branch of Infront Sports and Media. We use technology to improve experiences and create new opportunities in sports and help sports and entertainment organizations by bringing them closer to cutting-edge technologies and startups. We cover all sports-related industries, from data to content and everything in between. I'm Marav Severe, head of marketing at The Lab and host of this podcast. Let's talk about immersive experiences. We're hearing this term and concept thrown around more and more often recently, especially when talking about fan experiences. I don't know about others, but my first thought is always of experiences away from the venue or ones rooted in your mobile. For example, in-game statistics that pop up on your device screen when you point it at a certain player or on your TV if you're watching from home. But immersive experiences have gone beyond and are now also available in venue without the use of a mobile device. One company bringing these experiences to professional sports is ASB Glass Floor. This one-of-a-kind glass floor allows event organizers to display pretty much anything they'd like with a monitor-like floor for the entire venue to view and enjoy. This could be anything from in-game statistics to sponsorship activations. We're joined by ASB Glass Floor's Managing Director, Christoph Babinski. Christoph, welcome to the Mix Zone. Hello, welcome. Well, first off, before we start talking about the company, how you came to be and what it is that you're doing, can you share a little bit about yourself? So my name is Christoph. I run our medium-sized company from Germany. I'm a technology enthusiast and have been growing up in the world of sports and providing sports hardware due to the nature of our family business. So tell us a bit about ASB Squash. It's been around for over a decade uh, and your work is beyond just the sports world. So before we dive into these floors and what it means for the sports world, can you share a bit about the company and what it is that you're doing and how you advanced into the sports world? Absolutely, yeah. Um, quite a fitting moment whilst the Commonwealth Games are on because uh, traditionally ASB is known worldwide as the market leader for providing the squash courts. So that's the actual box the sports squash is played in. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father set out uh, building the first squash court ASP has ever built at the beginning of the 70s. And the business moved on from there. Initially, the, the world of squash is very dominated by the English and the World Federation is in the UK. So initially they thought, look at this German guy. He wants to build a pre-manufactured <laughs> squash court. It's never going to work. But today they run their own national training center with our products. We have multifunctionality at the core of everything we do. So we started with movable walls. We became the biggest in the market. And then we started working with the federations to improve the presentation of the game, which eventually leads to the glass box that's now used for the Commonwealth Games. And from there, we've we've reached out to having already having had four sites out of glass. We started experimenting with the floor, and this is really where I came in later to take this floor out of glass away from the squash court into the broader world of indoor sports. So what is this floor? Let's talk about it for a second. Spectators arrive at a game, whether it be squash, now basketball as well. What is it that they see? 
they see uh, in general they see a sports flow and they also feel a sports flow for them it looks very similar to a synthetic flow when you look at it initially until we'll press some buttons and some magic starts to happen but in general it's a standard sports flow that you'll see you say press some buttons and the magic starts to happen so what is the technology behind this magic what is it that these glass floors how are they presented and what is it that fans can see on there so in general it's important to note that we have two products one product is called multi-sports one product is called lumiflex and it's important to know that glass as we use it sort of is not the kind of glass that a lot of people think what glass is sort of a very <laughs> reflective hard uh transparent material it's not um, what you look at your window no quite the opposite um but uh, it is more elastic than a wooden board used in traditional sports floors and we lay this on a substructure uh, which sort of manages the elasticity of the glass panels and makes this a internationally approved sports floor. And then depending on the type of product, multi-sports or Lumiflex, we either have individual marking lines with LED strips under the floor so that in a sports hall you can press basketball, you'd have the lines for basketball. You press volleyball, you have the lines for volleyball. Um, and then we have the product Lumiflex, which uh, in terms of immersive experience is the product we want to talk about. And the Lumiflex floor basically combines a giant LED screen with a sports floor. So every piece of flooring in there is altogether combined a gigantic screen the size of a basketball or a handball field. So how does that work? Your best body, me also, you correct me if I'm wrong, you're working with FIBA. So FIBA uses the, uh, the Lumiflex glass floor. They come to an event. Walk us through this process of what they have to do in order to, to use the LEDs and use the glass floor. Well, I think we need to sort of like take a bit of a broader approach here and think of what does it really take? What do we do? Because it's important to note that, okay, we turn the floor into a video surface. But of course, let's say, 85 to 90 percent of the time it will simply show the game lines so there's an important physical setup that's very similar to any standard portable floor mm -hmm. and then there is different effects that we want to use the video surface for where also of course the revenue needs to come in for the um for the promoter or for the organizer of any tournament and uh, and then that means we can use the floor for advertising. And that actually, in fact, requires a lot of coordination with the federations, with the people involved in TV, streaming services and camera work, with the players, making sure they're comfortable with everything that's going on. And of course, with selling a completely new advertising tool, maybe the most powerful tool out there because it's where everyone's eyes are meant to be and traditionally are. And it is where the emotion happens, which is where advertising is going to. It's emotional storytelling. And that's where we then try to make that link. So I want to get more into the advertising a bit, but first I want to concentrate slightly more on the technology itself. So what is it that once you have this immersive floor, we're talking about advertising, we're talking about uh, showing in-game statistics, how easy is it to implement during a game? Well, this is, this is a question we have struggled with about five years ago. When we started with this idea, we initially came up with this video floor, then we came up with a portable version of it. We rented it to clients and the clients were expecting fireworks. But in reality, the floor will only show what you program it to do. 
So mm -hmm. at that point, we've decided, okay, we need to go into the software side of things. And we started to develop our own software interface, which we call ASP-AR. And uh, with this software interface, all of this becomes super easy. In fact, it's actually a great help for everyone organizing a tournament and for the federations involved because we've created a software environment that uses the floor as a screen. And then we have different sort of controllers that you can plug into that. That might be a professional athlete tracking system. That might be input from, uh, from other systems within the venue. That might be input coming from a Hawkeye system that's already in place. And then we combine all of that. And at the same time, we have a full-on schedule that runs within our software. So that goes from opening video shown on the floor surface, going to player presentation, tracking the players, leaving a nice interactive trail behind them, showing the name of the player as he approaches the playing field and his position in the presentation and opening show, making it also easier for the athlete who is at the end of the day an athlete and not a stage performer and uh, but we expect stage performance from them uh but when they see on the floor where they need to walk and then this all makes it very in intuitive for them and then it goes all the way through the opening of the game a countdown before the game starts different effects that are programmed in in different in-game scenarios volleyball is a fantastic example for this because we did the volleyball super cup uh just before the pandemic started and um, you can have, let's say you have a, a very interesting uh, match situation, it's all getting heated up and then one party blocks the ball really well, then the whole floor will show a massive block animation and that could then be taken over by an advertiser, in this case, hopefully an insurance company. So the emotional connection is there. Then it goes through a halftime or in between sets of a game show where people from the audience can be engaged in interactive games or where the floor is used to show different clips presenting little halftime shows that are happening. Then the game continues until the end. Then once the game is finished and we have a winner, then the awards ceremony can happen on the floor. We can display fireworks immediately showing the winning team uh, all the way to, let's say, an after game party where because of the nature of the, the glass floor, the actual audience or the players and some VIPs can actually party on the floor with drinks and high heels and everything, you know what. You mentioned earlier, these are portable. So what does it mean when you're implementing these floors? What is the process like? What is it like maintaining these? Is it, it How different is it from maintaining real courts and in terms of both maintenance, day-to-day -day maintenance and the cost? Okay, so in terms of maintenance, we have actually, where we're working towards a zero maintenance um, approach. Of course, this is LED material, it's electronics, you do check them when they come back in, but in general, there's not much required from our side to maintain them. The installation is what would have everyone interested in this worried to start with. We're working towards a um, four hour install window for a full on basketball court in the future. Um, Currently, we're expecting for the first basketball event that we'll do about a six-hour install window, just to be sure, because we're just working on new hardware. But the key lies in fairly clever engineering, making this as easy as installing a standard hardwood portable court. 
Now, if we're talking about these immersive experiences, there's two different ways of looking at it, one from the athlete perspective and one from the fan perspective. So let's start from the fan perspective. You're talking about all these different effects. Is it different what you see when you're at the venue as a fan or from home? Do you see the same things? I don't know if we're talking about different angles in terms of how the LEDs work. What is it like for a fan experiencing watching uh, these effects, whether it be the sponsorships, the fireworks, the athlete introductions on the floor? So I believe everyone in a stadium will welcome from the beginning the athlete presentation, everything that happens before the live game starts and everything happens that uh, and everything that happens after the live game. When we're talking about animation, displaying statistics and so on in a live game situation, that's something where we have taken a very careful approach. Because whilst it's natural that the athlete might be worried about this, it's also the case that a lot of people out there are traditional fans. They've been diehard, let's say, basketball fans for their whole life. For them, uh, the idea that a basketball floor for a world championship would not be made from wood anymore is already ludicrous. And then mm -hmm. they say these are gimmicks that the sport doesn't need and it takes away from the actual athlete performance and so on. So for that reason, we've taken a stand and all information displayed on the floor is to show the performance of the athlete and that performance alone. There will be no gimmicks during a live game. There's always a chance by a man from a federation to stop that in case, you know, somebody feels it's too much. And we'll work very closely with the people in the sport to make sure that the mix there is right. And then, of course, there's a bit of a difference whether you sit on one side of the audience or the other, because text in general is designed to be read from one angle. So mm -hmm. that's also something that we work with software engineers and graphic designers to ensure that that works for both for everyone in the stadium, really. But of course, there will and must always be a certain focus towards the camera positions. So we'll always have to ensure that text is definitely readable from the camera perspective. You're talking about everything that is being shown being relevant to the athlete. You're talking about during um, when, let's say, balls in play, if we're talking about a basketball game, obviously, because sponsorship activations can happen uh, during timeouts and half times. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And if we're talking about athletes, you mentioned earlier athlete uh, safety concerns because obviously they're playing on these courts and all of a sudden images are flashing underneath them, whether it's uh, you know statistics or whatever it may be from during the game. What kind of concerns have you encountered from athletes while implementing these courts, not only from basketball, but from different branches as well? Yeah, this is a very interesting one. So um, first of all, there's the concern of playing on glass to start with. Um, every single sports floor goes through a variety of different tests. We've gone through so many different test institutions and test processes in the last five years. It's almost unbelievable because <laughs> different federations want different test institutes, different tests according to different norms and so on. So we can definitely scientifically prove that with the criteria currently used, our floor is very safe, maybe even safer. The athletes, once they play on it, that concern goes away almost instantly. They'll stand on the surface and they would not believe they're not standing on a traditional court. So that's very good. Even after a while that they really, you can see that, you can see it on the footage from that volleyball event, the Volleyball Super Cup I was talking about. They dive on the floor, they feel very comfortable. In reality, the floor actually provides a certain warmth 
because of the LED and that's something that the athlete really appreciates because it makes them feel a bit better on the floor. It helps them uh, stay in warm in a situation when they're not continuously in movement. The floor is a very good level of grip, so that's good. But then there's also a second angle to it, which is what does the actual video stuff do on the floor and is it too distracting? Mm -hmm. And uh, that is something that we didn't know ourselves at the beginning. So we weren't sure how much of this is possible, how much of this can we do in a live game environment, how much can we not. But it turns out that the athlete wants it, well, this is the feedback we receive from pro athletes. Once they're on the surface and they're in movement, they just don't notice what's going on. That's also, the, of course, the, uh, a question of angle. You're standing on the screen. So the screen is suddenly 30 meters long. You look into the distance, you won't see too much of that. It's mm -hmm. designed to be looked at from the audience, from a camera perspective. From afar. So, yeah. So the athlete actually feels quite comfortable on it from the feedback we have received, which is, you know, a lot of stuff that has been done by news stations doing it. It's not us asking them. Uh, so we're quite confident that this approach is correct. What are some reactions you've received from athletes as soon as they step onto the floor? They, they test it out. They feel it. Have you been there when athletes are testing it? Yeah, of course we've been there. We've been there quite often. Um, there's a very interesting story actually from maybe seven or eight years back when we initially started with the video floor. We had a project with a major um, sports equipment and sports clothing manufacturer who sent over an NBA player uh, from the US to Germany to test the floor to see if it's suitable for, the, for an introduction event with high-end talent on the floor. And uh, they tested the floor, we invited them for lunch, we brought them back to the airport, they flew back, and the next day we got, or two days later, we got feedback from the US uh, saying that uh, they have to send someone else. So like the week after that, they sent a second player to test the floor. Then they came back to us and said, okay, we're all good. We can do the event. And in in, it was in Las Vegas at the time. And, uh, and we asked, why didn't, why did we have to have a second player here? And then the guy said, well, you know what happened? He came back to the office. He said, he thinks it's the best floor in the world. <laughs> and they had and to... based on this, they thought we bought him, you know? And, but it is, it is a fact because the floor for a basketball player, the floor has a 100% ball reflection and a higher elasticity value than traditional hardwood floors. So the athlete feels he can jump higher and he feels there's less strain on his knees, which of course is an advantage when you still fulfill the, the requirement you have for rebound on a basketball or handball. Uh, of course, if you're talking about knees, you're talking about the longevity of an athlete's career. Who doesn't want to stretch it out as much as they can and play for longer years? And if the court can allow you to do that, then that's a huge win for sports. You're talking now about the NBA for an event. You mentioned volleyball. We mentioned FIBA. Who are your customers and what is it that motivated them to buy your product? So our customers are in general every indoor sports venue is a potential customer of course for the video version of the floor which is significantly more expensive um the the ideal customer is let's say an arena a, a club um it may be even a deal that works across a full league in a certain country um as well as event agencies and and uh, people that host the events really what are some of the creative ways that you've seen sports organizations use the floors or um, you mentioned some of them fireworks, but is there anything specific that you saw one of your uh, customers 
do and say to yourself, oh, wow, well, that's interesting. Well, I think when we had in volleyball, when we had a, a good collaboration with um, Hawkeye and we actually showed where the, the services, the successful services or, or aces would have landed exactly on the floor. That gives you a kind of statistic, seeing it on the playing field that is superb. Something that I'm looking forward to in tennis as well, when you actually see where has the ball hit the floor exactly. That's kind of for one futuristic and for second it gives you an, an, an idea seeing that in a graphic is cool but seeing an athlete in comparison on the floor knowing where exactly that had happened is pretty cool have you collaborated with any of your clients to adapt the product to make something new so that you could add more uh, creative immersive experiences well that's exactly the the processes that are starting now um we have until now worked to get the approval of all federations. We've worked for a long time dealing with a lot of skepticism towards the surface. So now that the pandemic is over, people are looking to get more, more visitors back into the stadium and to get more engagement from the audience and to fight against esports and other events that might have captured their interest during the pandemic. We're suddenly in the game uh, and we're clearly getting feedback from the leagues that they have realized, okay, when we need more income and revenue from advertising, every single corner of the stadium is already kind of used up. You know, it's almost to the degree that you'd have uh, an advert on the mirror when you go wash your hands after you've been mm -hmm. to the toilet. But all of these are, are placement of logos and, and they all work on recognition, which is a principle in advertising that's changing. People want to get involved with emotions. They want, we want that moment and we want that power of an athlete let's say jumping the highest someone has ever jumped in basketball and we have measured that and we can make that visible on the floor and you can then align that to a specific brand that secured that kind of reporting value then uh, that's something that people will take their phones out and make videos of that emotional moment of success. We use the actual achievement of the athlete to create that emotion, to show it, make it more visible to everyone, to really translate fascination. And then that can also be commercialized on, which I think is ideal. And you, of course, you get a new, we come in as a new media, but we're in the most valuable position because that's where everyone's eyes are at all times. Yeah. And obviously, if you look at it from a user generated content perspective, like you're saying, you pick up your phone to film a dunk or a serve, whatever it may be in a game. And then all of a sudden your sponsorship, your logo is everywhere because fans from everywhere are uploading the video with that sponsorship on the court itself, which is not something that you would you know, come to mind at first thought. No, that's exactly what we what we want to work on and where we think will leave an impact on the world of advertising at the moment, because you really capture that emotion and your bandwidth is one that's harder to calculate because it's not to be calculated by TV alone anymore. It's about all these individual social media streams of those 50,000 spectators in the stadium. What's next? I mean, we're talking here about obviously the monetization, what you can do, but for ASB Glass 4 as a company as a whole, what's next? Well, we have, let's talk on the content side of things. My, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is a basketball all-star game in the future. And I hope we can do one soon. Because is there, is there one on the radar or is this you dreaming big? This is what you'd like to see, no, where you'd like to see couple, it used. There's a couple national ones on the radar. So I hope we have a chance <laughs> to, to get this done as early as next year. 
Um, and I'd like the idea of being able to let the audience do votings for teams. And then we can, for example, for a certain, we can introduce a four point line and we can move that four point line depending on the votings. So that if you'd move the four point line, both of the four point lines together, depending on votings towards one team or the other, then one team would have an easier chance throwing that four pointer because the line gets closer, whilst for the other team it gets harder. Or we introduce certain areas that like in the computer game, the athlete's not allowed to go through. And you know how in an all-star game they have dunking competitions and stuff mm -hmm. like this. So we could have an interactive parkour that the player has to dribble through with the ball until he goes for his shot. That kind of thing, just that fascination uh, and that mix of a computer game and reality and all of it happening in physical presence. I think that's what, what is my personal goal for the next couple of years. But from a commercial point of view and business point of view, we're going to open a, a, a subsidiary in the US, hoping to um, enable us to cater to the US market, which we have almost neglected until now. And we realize it's got huge potential for us, as well as we're trying to do the same in Asia. So uh, we have a, a large plan for expansion ahead of us. And we're in a very lucky situation where we have uh, you know, our business value has grown so much that we can actually afford to do all of those things. Well, we look forward to seeing what it is that comes uh, from your expansion and what it is that you're doing next. Christoph Babinski from ASB Glass Floor. Thank you very much for joining us on The Mix Zone. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. That wraps up this episode of The Mix Zone by Infront Lab. I'm Marav Severe. You can find me and the lab on LinkedIn. Don't hesitate to reach out and chat with our team about sports tech solutions or last night's game. Enjoyed the episode? Let us know your thoughts on the podcast. And don't forget to rate us. We'll see you next time.